Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around talking about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters, uh, and this week we actually have some Power Rangers. We didn't have any last week, that's how it goes sometimes, but we've got some this week. We got and then a lot we of have, them. Yeah, we have extra ones. We got nine of them. Nine, nine <laughs> fucking Power Rangers, you ready? <laughs> you won't see this again until Dino Charge. So, well, well I think SPD actually has that many, but uh, anyway... I digress. I'm Zach, and joining me this week, uh, we have Fabby. Hey, everyone. It's been a while. Yeah, uh, glad to have you back. Yeah, glad to be here. Yay. We have Emily. Hi, it's it's me, Emily. We have Mike. Hello. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> you you <laughs> changed the energy. Like, <laughs> you changed the energy significantly. And Michael I, just I has a it. naturally um, seductive voice. It's just <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. That's why I always say Michael naturally seductive. <laughs> yep. And uh, we have our friend Holly. Hi. Hooray. Yay. So uh, we have a couple things that we need to do, but. As we must do when we have a returning guest, the most important thing on this show... Our obligation in the blood pact. ...is for me to ask Holly if any Power Rangers-related things have happened to her since last time she was on. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, there hasn't. <laughs> That's the correct answer, to be, to be fair. <laughs> there really shouldn't be. Sometimes people say yes, and it always throws me off. But good, good. Yeah, All right, I think great. one person always says yes. Usually when they say yes, it's Lucas. Yes, usually it's Lucas. Yeah, Lucas says I, I, yes. I think when I was still a guest, I said yes a couple times, but like, yeah. Yeah, I, I used to say yes pretty much all the time. Well, you that's know, the that's the thing. If you ever say yes, you get a being right. Mm-hmm. Then, you become a, then you become a regular, exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. I will say I, the episode has not come out last week, but I, um, I abducted four of my high school college slash college friends for last week's episode. That's and so instead amazing. Of, instead of uh, what, um, if any Power Rangers related things happened to you, we got to do a full four person round of <laughs> Did You Ever Watch Power Rangers, which was fun and yeah, exciting. That's fun. Uh, also, I'm uh, just going to hit the brakes for a second. 
Uh, I just realized that the thing I said a moment ago was actually offensive, and it's something Eric edited out in the past. Yeah, I did it last episode too, Mike, so it's a problem. We <laughs> that, that might be one we need to work on as a group. But anyway... Yeah, sorry. No, it's you're fine. Uh, so, uh, first things first, it's time for some... More, uh, hold on. <laughs> Can he remember it? Can he remember it? They made me do it last episode, Mike. They knew about it and made <laughs> me do it. so happy. Who, who ran uh, it? Who switched? Your friends uh, sound cool. <laughs> it's more fact news. No, you, you missed the very first part. <sighs> Turbo fact news. There you go. There you go. He did there it. <laughs> All right, great. The great part is that even though we forced you to say it, Eric always cuts so he can play the jingle. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I mean, that's that's wonderful. So, this week, um, speaking of past guests, a uh, friend of the show and Power Rangers correspondent Fletcher sent me this in the, I almost said in the mail, he tweeted it at me like a normal person. <laughs> uh, so, someone, um, there is he a- He made a tweet, then he printed it out, and then he sent it in the mail to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This there is a Twitter uh, that I was aware of but haven't talked about before called Power Rangers Media Info. It's PR underscore Media underscore Info, and it's really um, it's kind of interesting. They collect like not toys or like other stuff you would expect, but like scripts or like weird um, paraphernalia or like back behind the scenes stuff. And this time. Uh, just just act- shit that fans would care about. Right. This time, actually related to Turbo, uh, they somehow got their hands on a copy of the Power Rangers Turbo Style Guide. Uh, if you don't know what a style guide is, it is a piece of uh, like marketing equipment, I guess, that is often made and given out to like um, retailers or partners for the brand that describes like... Here's how a character should be depicted. Here's how they shouldn't be depicted. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You it's it's kind of f- like a, a show Bible, sort of. But like yes. it, it defines the look and aesthetic of a brand to send out to like anybody who might be moving or selling products within that brand. It is- it's to try to uh, like prevent you from accidentally... You know, like having the colors wrong on the Rangers or like something like that to give you something to like double check. Yeah. And um, it's identical to the in universe style guide that um, Alpha sends out to the, yes. the Resident <laughs> Evil guy. Exactly. It's, it's like model sheets, but m- more. <laughs> yes. And it's interesting because um, uh, sometimes these will go sort of viral. You might remember uh, there was a Super Mario Brothers style guide that went a little bit viral like last year because. In it, it claimed that Yoshi's full name was like Yoshi P. Munchakupas or something like <laughs> that. or something. Yeah. yeah and people yeah. kind of ran with that. Yeah. So, There's yeah. also the uh, the infamous uh, Sega of America Sonic Bible that oh, that I one lady wrote. Oh, yeah. 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 Fucking Quinto Bore, all that bullshit. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Unravel did like a whole ass video about it. It's, it's fun, fucking buck wild. So there's some really cool stuff in here and also some weird stuff. There's, uh, you know, like, um, c- not cutouts, but like a sort of cross-section. Okay, here's the ranger. Here's all their colors. Like this specific, uh, I'm pretty sure it has like the Pantone of yeah, like it's, it's, the it's main like color. It's like if you've ever seen like someone make a, a reference sheet for yeah, like their OC, yeah. like a lot of artists do. 
Like, it's like that, but for it's the fucking official ones for the Power Rangers. I, you know what I really want is, um, I would love to, we've talked about it before, but the colors are not the same between seasons. Like, the red for Turbo is, like, mm-hmm. a slightly different red. I wish I had all of them. I would love to know the exact color for every every ranger and how different they get. But anyway, so it's got that for all the characters. It has their zords. It even includes their weird little go-karts that I am not sure have ever shown up in actual Turbo, but are in uh, a car they, they, They've a shown up in Turbo. Yeah. They have, yeah. okay. They're in like an remember. episode or two. I, okay. I remember because we were like, they have actual cars. Uh, yes, Why? that's right. Okay. <laughs> yes, well, I, I, think what, I think what Zach's saying is, is they didn't sh- they've never showed up in American footage. No. Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah th- that is true. Um. But yeah, so you've got that, and then you have like uh, just like pictures of the Megazord. Uh, you've got like what the product, the the like uh, what the blister card for the toys should look like. All this kind of stuff, and and it's kind of close up shots of action figures in various poses <laughs> from different angles. It um, also has. Yeah, ahead, it's just, are we finally getting to the cover, which looks like the instruction booklet to Hot Wheels Stunt Track Driver? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, and I also yes, like that c- style guide has flames written on it, like yes, drawn this, on it. The cover this is... This ain't your grandpa's style guide. The cover for sure <laughs> looks like a ga- video game cover from a Babbage's in 1994. Yes, uh, uh, correct. <laughs> Welcome to diners, drive-ins, and megazords. <laughs> <laughs> God, mentioning um, the fucking 90s Babbage's, just, I had a visceral flashback I don't even to know walking what a in. Babbage's is. It's, it, okay, so in the U.S., there actually used to be, retailer, yeah. uh, okay. you know what a GameStop is, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, there used to be, like, 12 Four? different ones, and they were right. all almost exclusively in malls. There was, there was like, Babbage's, there was Soft Funko Land. Uh, Software Boutique. Wait, wait, Funko um, Land's a real boutique. thing? Yeah, Funko Land's real. I've heard people say Funko Land, and I thought they were just, like, going off a generic, like, oh, here's a grocery chain or whatever. No, that was a real company that existed. I've been in a Funko Land. Emily, Emily, I thought that was true of Pizza Pizza for, like, years (laughs) until it happened in Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Yeah, but, like, the the, the visceral memory I had was uh, fucking walking in there. And just looking for, I, I try. I had to get com- cheap computer games because I had a not very good computer and also not a lot of money because I was a child. Uh, and just getting shit like uh, the PC version of Sonic R or like a pack of all the <laughs> you don't know Jack games up until that point, like shit like that. I have really. It's probably a problem that some of my strongest early memories are just of a Babbage's, but but hey, that's that's how it is. I can't I change it. Can't help it, Zach. You're just a true gamer. Yes. <laughs> You've got to remember those gaming memories. <laughs> they're, they're probably like like semi um, regional because I never saw Babbage's, and I first heard of it through Homestar Runner from that Team yeah, Girl Squad. <laughs> they were a little bit regional. They also like. It got weird because, well, so did we finish the story and say that they all ended up conglomerating it and that they're all GameStop now? 
Yeah, that, they, they how, all got bought out and merged right. into each other until they're, they're just one company. That's the thing is, GameStop was was one of them from the start, but every electronics boutique, every Funko Land, every Babbage's either closed down or became a GameStop over the course of like a couple yeah. decades. And in fact, in, in Canada, we don't have GameStop. We have EB Games. Which yeah, is because that was the boutique. second biggest one, I think. Yeah, and yeah, that, and EB like, Games in America yeah. got bought out by GameStop. As far as I know, they might. They might just I, be. I, I think they. I think they're still owned by GameStop. They just, for some reason, branded Branding. as EB Games in Canada. I don't know. Okay, why. so they just decided to use different names in different countries. That's it's, fucking it, wild. It's not that weird. It's the same as like. Hardy's and Carl's Jr., where it's just, it's known as this here. There's no reason for us to change it. Like, there's just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so the reason I... Where, what the hell were we talking about, by the, <laughs> the way? Style the guide. style guide. Okay. Style guide, yeah. So, uh, in any case, the so there's all that stuff. There's all, like, the visual reference. That stuff's fine. Uh, there are also two pages that I find really interesting. One is a guidelines page... That describes the colors. Uh, so, like, okay, the roles will be the same. It specifically calls out. Red Ranger is still the leader. The Pink Ranger is the lead female role, is how they describe it, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about, uh, empo- like, the themes are empowerment and, and fantasy and heart and all that stuff. And that's great. Uh, they do also say here that... Uh, then there's a general usage tab at the end, which I want to go over because some of it's lies. Uh, <laughs> it says the Power Rangers never use harmful words. Well, not in, not intentionally. Okay, fair. Uh, the Power Rangers always use their talents to help others. Yeah. Don't use their talents for evil. Okay. Always use force as a last resort. No. <laughs> Incorrect. No. <It's> a lie. <laughs> That's their first resort. <laughs> yeah, really, like, the only resort. <laughs> like occasionally, they'll they'll be like, "Ooh, I f- thought of a clever solution to the problem," but mostly punching. Um, and then they say the best way to solve a problem is with brain power, which again, not our, our main character, our leaders so far in this show have been Tommy and Jason, who I listen, <laughs> I love them, but brain power is not like how I would describe their main teaching style. Uh, in the sense that your brain sends electrical impulses to your muscles no. to punch things. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say in the sense that sometimes Billy made a bullshit device that saved the day. <laughs> but like, yes. you know, I have all... an idea. Let's kick them really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Here's and here's the last thing I want to talk about, but it's the most interesting to me. Um, there is a character sheet that describes the characters and their personality traits. What I find mm-hmm. most interesting about this is that it's not it's not wrong. However, the stuff that they describe are things that have only ever been the barest of hinted at in the actual show. Yeah. Like, like they talk about Cat being a uh, 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 having a uh, a romantic relationship with Tommy, and it's like mm, I guess so technically. Uh, Turbo, or, or sorry, Turbo, Tanya. <laughs> uh, she's she's best friends with Adam. Turbo is she my favorite Turbo Ranger. <laughs> yeah, she used to live in Africa and is very interested in their culture. And I'm mm-hmm. like, um. Well, they do. Hmm. 
Hold on, hold on. Point out that um, she's an intern at the radio station. She doesn't yes. actually work there. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that was established. Uh, that's I just, so I'm hmm, I'm trying to wrap my head around. She's from Africa and is very interested in their culture. Yeah, like, that's, wait a minute. That's the thing mm-hmm. is that's that's so weird. Like to to that's describe weird, yeah. someone being passionate about their own heritage as taking an interest in the culture. Like oh. Just wait till Adams. Adams is just racist the whole yeah, so, way through. Yeah, let's keep going then. So Adams says, uh, Adam continues to be the shy one, which again, like, I guess that's not wrong, but it's not like no, that's... That's fine. I think that's the like fine part of, the, of his description, because he is the shy one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but then it says he's the most spiritual one, and that his... It's because... His heritage is Korean. He has dedicated himself to the pursuit of excellence in the martial arts arena. Adam gets involved in the local stunt show. There he's able to showcase his physical talents when he gets to play different roles, such as a cowboy and other characters that will give him a chance to do incredible stunts. Those are the two categories Um, for stunt show characters, cowboy and other. uh, Yes. Uh uh, The fact that... that, uh, he is spiritual and has Korean heritage. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, okay. I mean, okay, like, I wasn't on last episode, but I'm sure you talked about the line in the last episode oh, where Cassie uh-huh. says, like, my ancestors invented it, referring yes. to martial arts, and that's why she's that's, good at it. That shit's been happening since season one, because remember fucking uh, I mean, Trini's yes, fucking karate bad. scientist grandpa and her her commitment to honor, like... They've well, been they've been bad about a lot of shit from like from the jump, but especially with just their Asian characters. The 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 thing I found so egregious about Cassie's is it's literally, hey, how do you know martial arts? And her answer is, my ancestors invented it, which is not an answer to the question, really. Mm-hmm. No. A. But yeah, like, like the, I would say the difference with Trini and and Cassie is that okay. Trini, it's kind of like awkward that they made her like that character and her, her like, what was her dad was a martial artist or something or uncle, something like that. And that's how she learned it. That's kind of like, it's cheap and, and stereotypical. But with Cassie, she, she kind of literally just said, I know martial arts because I'm Asian. Mm-hmm. Like that's way see. worse than Trini, which is still bad. Like, yeah. if that's going to be your answer, don't even pose the question. It, it's a martial arts show. Don't post a question. Yeah. Don't ask. Yeah. Like, yeah, unless, they, unless they go into her backstory where she, like, literally her family created a specific kind of martial art, then, like, that's, like, the worst thing they've ever said in a single line in terms of race. That has nothing else to do with her character that we see the rest of the show. Her character is a little scared, but and she is, not, like, yeah. not too aware of herself. But well, like, to just throw that out of nowhere is terrible. Yeah, I, yeah, I could. Say no one asked TJ why he's good at martial arts. Like, uh, no I one was going to bring that up. That, that's yeah. the thing. Is it? It's wild that as as Fabi said, don't ask the question if you've got a bad answer or a racist answer. Nobody asked TJ why he knows martial arts. Nobody so, asked the other two. Well, they didn't really fight, but they fought before. Yeah, uh, true. So well. Okay, I was, just, I was waiting to see if anybody was going to... Okay. Uh, I could see... I could actually see an Asian person responding to that question with that answer sarcastically as a joke. But I don't trust Power Rangers 
enough to think that that's what they were going for. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to entertain yeah. that just because, like, yeah, it's not what they're going for. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Uh, so anyway, I just thought this was interesting because, again, the things listed are, are not wrong. It's just, it's like, okay, well, yeah, I suppose, but it's, it's just, it's interesting they have, they have that much written out when it's like barely ever in the show. Yeah. I mean, like the funniest mm -hmm. one is Justin because it's like a paragraph and it talks about how he likes video games and we've like literally never seen him play a video game. Right. (laughs) Like they say that he's smart and it's like, okay, well that factored into the plot, I guess. But Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was really interesting. And if you like weird shit like this, you should give that a, give that, um, Twitter a follow. It's, it's interesting. Um, so, there was one other, like, really small bit of news. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, the Power Rangers fighting game, uh, wait, God, there's so many names that all have a Battle, Battle for the Grid. Battle for the Grid, thank yeah. you. Not Heroes of the Grid. Battle uh, for the Grid is, uh, going to have crossplay with all of the, uh, or it already has crossplay with all the platforms it's on. It is also going to be on Stadia and have crossplay with that. So it is the first video game to have five-way crossplay. Isn't that neat? Nice. Yeah. It's pretty cool, actually. Um, and the only reason I brought it up is because uh, until Zach pointed out the style guide thing, I thought that was the only news we were going to have. Uh, it's okay. I've got. I've actually got some other, some more stuff for next week, but it's not timely, so no big, no big deal. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, so yeah. So. So before we before we get to this episode, there is something I want to talk about. Okay, uh, it's nothing. It's nothing like really grim or anger or anything. It's just a, a bit of a ramble. I feel like I got to go on. Okay. Uh, so this this episode, we're going to be talking about passing the torch part two. This is the big change up. Uh, Jason David Frank, uh, Catherine. Uh, what, what's her actress's last name? Sutherland? Let Catherine me double check, Sutherland, but I'm pretty uh, sure. Nakia yeah. Baris and uh, Johnny Young Bosch are all getting ready to leave. Uh, and just, it's it's made me reflect on this whole podcast and, and sort of how everything has gone. Because, folks, this this podcast has been an extremely important, crucial part of my life for a long time now. We're coming up on our fifth anniversary. God. Uh, mm-hmm. This has been my primary social outlet and creative outlet in a world that hasn't given me a lot of either one of those. Uh, I've met a lot of people who I love deeply through this, including the love of my life, Emily, right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the people I was already friends with when we started, I've only gotten closer to. Like, it's a big, important part of my life. Also, related to that, it is the sum total of my experience with Power Rangers. I wasn't a big fan of it beforehand. I haven't watched this far into the show before doing this podcast, and I rarely watch ahead, and even when I do, it's not far. Like, watching the show one episode at a time, like, one week at a time, has been sort of... It's sort of a weirdly unique way to consume media, and it's kind of made this show weird for me. Uh... And the, the point I'm laboriously getting to is that this podcast and this show that we talk about that my life has basically revolved around for a very long time, this episode of Teenagers with Attitude, where we cover Passing the Torch Part 2, assuming no you know unforeseen disaster, is going to go live on June 12th, 2020. 
our episode on Green with Evil Part 1 came up on November 1st, 2015. Oh, boy. My life has revolved around the character of Tommy Oliver <laughs> for over four and a half years. <laughs> Honestly, a fate worse than that. I feel like I have a more deep, thorough, comprehensive, and complete understanding of this fictional karate boy <laughs> than I do of my immediate family members, closest friends, the woman I love, or myself. And that is terrifying to realize. <laughs> and, folks, another a pattern you may have noticed if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time is we are always at our most excited when there is a change in the status quo. Either the cast changes, a villain shows up, the season changes, whatever. As much as I love some of the cast members that are leaving... I am so fucking ready for a break from Tommy. Yeah. Oh my god, I am so ready. You know what, Tommy? Tommy's your favorite, though. God, <laughs> Tommy's your favorite. You, you know him better than me, apparently. And myself. I want to be clear. I include that in myself. I feel like I could. I feel like I could tell you what Tommy's favorite like fucking dessert is if you put a gun to my head. Like, <laughs> I. Ring. God, this fucking guy this pretend guy <laughs> so i'm so ready for a break from him y'all sort of wanted to add on to that a little bit which is that um i've been reading the comics and i really enjoy them but like one of the things that that kills me about them and also about uh, like kind of all of the extended Power Rangers media in general is like, like the whole the whole fandom <laughs> and the yeah, brand as a whole is is just like as we've been watching this, I'm like, man, why the fuck do people care about Tommy he, so much? That's been our eternal it's question. Only nostalgia. He's yeah, the it's new nostalgia. One. It was like he was a cool badass. He was the first cool six ranger he's cool for like three episodes and then that's it yeah but that's all we will remember he got a reputation for being cool and then he just was around for so long that yeah. everyone like a, a good three quote-unquote generations of power rangers fans knew tommy because yeah. he was in yeah. the show for seven fucking years like I am still at this point, especially because I haven't watched Further Head. Like, I always feel on some level kind of disconnected from the Power Rangers fandom. But every time I see a Power Rangers fan respond to some Hasbro announcement or just some, like, listicle or whatever with, you know, the the oft-repeated phrase of there are hundreds of Rangers that aren't Tommy, that is that is the strongest connection I ever feel to another human being. <laughs> yeah. Like, Cause, cause oh my the, god. Because here's the thing, like... I I saw um our our friend Victor uh Victor Perfect Vic Perfecto on Twitter uh retweeted a, a video essay by a, a a Toku fan and I'm sorry I don't remember the name but it was basically trying to figure out as someone in the Japanese audience why American fans like Tommy so much and I'm not saying that any of what he said was wrong because he sort of talks about like the American obsession with individualism and like exceptionalism, which are for sure real things. But also it's like it's because he had the neatest stuff and that's it. 
And like, there's, cause there's no other reason. There's, after having watched this again recently as an adult, I can conclusively say it is not because of his acting or character arc. <laughs> no, there's like, none. There's none. He has a character it, arc maybe that first season, and that's it. It, it, it. There is. I will say that like the between when he's Green Ranger and then the early stuff of White Ranger, the mm-hmm. plot of the show revolves around his like power issues the issues with his powers yeah and that so that makes sense but then he's on the show for another three years where like i swear to god after he's been the white ranger for like two or three months i don't remember anything else he's ever done like he get, becomes so boring i remember that. the racism quest well yes <laughs> yeah okay. that was kind <laughs> of the thing was that the, the, like that was his thing in zeo and and it had, he had like the punch sword, and mm-hmm. so I guess he still had kind of a special thing in that. True, zero, but he still had in cool Turbo, stuff. he really doesn't have anything special going on. He rides a yeah. car and doesn't show up for episodes. Right, he's not. <laughs> he's like barely on the show. So yeah, that's he's uh, Justin's I, new shitty dad. <laughs> yes, exactly. One and of he's his just, shitty dad. Well, am, Adam's a good dad. Never mind. <laughs> I'm for sure glad that he will be going. I will miss the rest of them. I think. It's a bummer they decided to get rid of all of them. Oh, but ab- absolutely. Like, I am particularly going to miss Johnny Abash and Nikia Burris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like them a lot, too. Um, but now that we've kind of gotten the big thing out of the way, let's talk about the episode. This is Power Rangers Turbo Season 1, Episode 19, Passing the Torch, Part 2. We start with a running morph... No, 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 pump the brakes. Okay. We start (laughs) with Tanya yelling from off screen in a bit of 80-yard dialogue because they needed to fill in a plot hole from the last episode of Tanya declaring, I got my key, we should morph now. (laughs) Yes, because (sighs) they actually did specifically show Justin and... Uh, and Adam getting theirs, but not Tanya. That so was they were the just... funniest thing last episode. Like the looks on their faces as like the guys like I'm not gonna let you morph and just slaps their keys away. It was Justin's the shit. Justin's face as he realizes that he's not in a Sailor Moon cartoon and that the, <laughs> the monster is just gonna kick the morpher out of his hand is my favorite thing. Yes, it's, it's, it's honestly it's, it's hilarious and wonderful, but it's also kind of a fuck up because. Allowing that to happen calls into question why it doesn't happen any other time. It's true, yeah. I yes. can't remember exactly where, but I'm pretty sure it, they say in other seasons that when they're morphing, they become like energy and they're like in the grid or something. I swear I've I, heard I would that. not doubt. Yeah. But. That is thi- absolute fucking crazy town. Yeah, of course. I like that, it. That might have been. I, I, I could see that happening in. Um, like, I don't know if it was it, but, um, RPM has a lot of, like, Dr. K explaining the bullshit of Power Rangers, so I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't <laughs> that season. Yeah, they just have, like, a swirling cocoon of Morphin Grid energy, hmm. and it's just yeah. too dangerous for any of the monsters to get close. Uh, now, of course, uh, and I did talk about this last week, but the specific design of the Turbo Morpher is really bad for that yeah let's make it a small thing that could be kicked out of your hand i swear to god they show 
Tanya literally pulling it out of her pocket, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, boy, that doesn't seem like a good place to keep your superpower device. It's not even a good place to keep your car keys. <laughs> it also raises the question of where they just magically summoned them from and why they couldn't do it a moment ago. I, I sure. would love if like the Rangers just kept their key morpher on their regular keychain. <laughs> and like just it's like jangles out and it's like jammed well, they in. They fucking just wear their mort their uh, yeah. uh communicators okay, and no one ever says anything. Just give me a sec. Just, just. Uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Another, God damn it! This is the Cubone key ring from Burger King. Damn it! Fuck. Okay, no way. That's my actual Shit. car keys. Fuck. <laughs> what happens? What happens if you put the wrong key into the turbo? Uh, you don't want to know. This, like, it's horrible. Is it like when you put? Uh, the wrong game into Sonic and Knuckles, it just, like, fucks up and weird shit happens. I mean, once I did fucking plug Fantasy Star 2 into Sonic and Knuckles, and <laughs> I think I've just played Fantasy Star 2. <laughs> Well, I thought uh, I thought like putting anything I, I, that I wasn't really uh, that there was Fantasy Star two and Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can you, you can sacrifice him instead of fucking the cat girl. <laughs> uh, I think you're right, Mike. I think actually it just gave you those special stages if you put anything else in. Yeah, uh, yeah. But in any case, um, so they are running and they morph uh, away from. Uh, uh, I don't remember. Flameite is his name, the flame monster. Who we we tried to figure out what his design was supposed to be. Okay, can I anyone- can tell you. Okay, please. Okay, so in in Carnager, you're taking a little pit stop here. Pit stop at the Car Ranger garage. He represent he's he's an onsen monster, like a hot springs monster. Oh, okay. he, he does like shoot out jets of flame, but like that symbol on his belly is like the universal symbol for onsen, and he shoots those out later in this episode that causes steam to come out of the ground, and he and also, throws he throws like b- um, little tubs at the rangers, and like and he also sort of has so like that's a, what those are. Okay, he also and he, sort he of also has shoots like shampoo a... at them in the car ranger episode. Oh, <laughs> but like okay. yeah, like. His whole deal is that um, there's this new um, bad guy who uh, I can't tell you. I, I, I we skipped ahead to watch this one. He gets introduced on episode sixteen. He's like this scientist character, and he, and he claims that this onsen monster um, is is creating a device that'll when they shoot the rangers with it will make them want to take off their clothes. What? And then they'll get colds. And then they can take over the world while they're sick with their colds. And it it shows him, like, grabbing hot spring water, and it's like, there's a chemical in hot spring water that makes humans want to take their clothes off. It's like, oh. I think that's mixing up the order of things a little bit, buddy. (laughs) It's really stupid and good. And then, like, um, he tries to shoot the Yellow Ranger with it, but she deflects it and hits, like, Dapu, their, like, jokester alien friend, who just, like, he gets naked, but, like... Whatever. They also t- tend to like, like the monster gets shot with it at some point because, like, he usually he's wearing a bathrobe for most of the episode. It's only Dabu one episode. The one that looks like the baby from dinosaurs. Yes, he looks exactly okay. like the baby from dinosaurs. Yeah, the one that looks like fucking <laughs> Mac and me. Yeah, yeah. So like, so, and, and and she. He, hello there, dum dums. I'm a It's, it's really good because oh, both when Dapu and the monster gets hit by it, they kind of go like, "Oh, okay, just a little peek," and they start taking their clothes off. <laughs> it's really. Shh. 
stupid and good. And yeah, like they, um, the episode doesn't really have much. I guess it, it does have a little bit to do with this, um, two-parter in that the Yellow Ranger in deflecting the beam, when it gets shot at her and hitting Dapu, it breaks her morpher and she has uh. to fix it. Oh, okay, and, interesting. she's a mechanic, right? And she can, like, fix anything. Like, it's she... There's a little girl in the episode who tells him there's an alien, but she lied about it before, so it's like, you know, boy cried wolf kind of thing. And But she bonds with this kid because she was called a liar when she said that she fixed the TV. Because, like, oh, how could a little girl fix a TV? Girls can't do things. So, like, yeah. And she has a little bonding moment. It's kind of sweet. There's also a really good part where she fights them... In the river, like, unmorphed, like, a bunch of, like, the monsters, the wampas. It's, like, it's it's a really good episode. Just check it out. It's hilarious and fun. And it features the Yellow Ranger, who's my favorite. Cool. Nice. Uh, so, in this one, they try to shoot him with guns, and it doesn't work because he's <laughs> well, made yeah, because fire. fire. And, like, their <laughs> guns are totally fire elemental weapons, right? Totally. Sure. <laughs> That's how gun works. I mean... I guess. <laughs> the... In a slight defense, I do not think you could put out a fire with lasers. I don't think that would work. <laughs> you can, work. actually. Cyclops, <laughs> Wait, has, Cyclops has put out fires with his, his Cyclops ocular Cyclops doesn't have See, lasers. He has concussive yeah, beams. From the Who says dimension? that these aren't concussive beams? <laughs> no, they're we don't know what kind of beams from these the are. punch dimension. <laughs> this is canon. I'm not fucking around. Well, yeah, they're concussive beams from the punch yeah. dimension. <laughs> Everyone knows you can punch fire. The punch dimension, also known as the morphing grid. <laughs> <laughs> I, here's, you know what's wild? I'm pretty sure we've made that joke before. <laughs> In any case. That's um, what happens when your podcast goes on for years. Yeah. They try to shoot him. It does not work. Adam has the genius idea of killing the monster with a small bucket of water. That he slashes half of it out when he picks it up. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, they had it nearby in case that the fire got out of control on their camp, uh, on their camping trip, which is adorable. Um, and it, they just douse him with water. It's not adorable. Bucket of water. It's, it's basic camping safety. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it can be camping safety and also cute. That's true. It, it's cute that they have a little bucket that says fire on it. That's adorable. <laughs> um, things can be practical and cute. Jesus. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, I just was worried you thought it wasn't a thing you did. <laughs> uh, I mean, when I've been camping, there's usually a hose nearby because we go to like campgrounds, but sure. whatever. It works. I mean, you should have water. Yes. Fire is bad. Uh, so anyway... They toss, toss his water on him. His whole body smokes, and he's like, oh, no. And uh, then <laughs> I missed mentioning that to do this, Adam first just holds Tans Tanya, his big fucking gun. Here, <laughs> hold this real quick. I need to yeah. go jump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he goes to get it back from her to shoot him, and he goes away. I don't understand the logic that I guess once he'd been watered that the gun would then work. I mean, well, once he he's weak out, he's on fire anymore, so they can use yeah. that no to kill <laughs> He no longer has a thermal shield to, like, refract the light of the lasers around his body harmlessly. Yeah, absolutely. What I don't get is, okay, I get that Adam didn't have his gun. I get that Tanya's arms were full with, were, with both her and Adam's weapons. 
Justin had a clear shot, hmm. and he just stood there. <laughs> it happens. That's why you don't make children ch- uh, child soldiers. R- well, that's something we're going <laughs> to need to bring back up reason. shortly. The only reason. Yeah, the only reason not to do child soldiers is their in- incompetence. That's I don't even think reason. Justin knew what was going on at all, because like they said, like... Oh, we missed our chance, and he's like, "Oh no!" But he like throws his arm in the air as if he's cheering. So, I think he's a little confused right now. <laughs> um, so he runs away, uh, and there he's not able to to blast him. He gets away too fast. Uh, and then we cut uh, quickly to our theme song, uh, and then back to where uh, TJ, Cassie, and Cat uh, are all being sort of overwhelmed by Pranatrons. Uh, Y'all said that you liked the last episode, and uh, I largely agree. I will say that I noticed when we were doing the episode, the Teenagers with Attitude for last episode, that uh, that fight's like 20 minutes long. (laughs) So at least it is sort of credible that they would be exhausted at this point. Um, True. Because they basically say, like, oh, God, we can't do this any longer. Um... So the rest of the rangers show up, except for Tommy, um, and uh, TJ and Cassie are like, oh, thank you, Power Rangers. Uh, and they have to go to Cat and be like, hello, strange woman, are you okay? <laughs> and I like I, that. That's yeah. Like, yeah. 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 They're trying to be like, you two leave, she'll stay with us. And, and TJ and Cassie are understandably like, are you sure we should maybe take her to a doctor or something? <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, Cass, it's Cassie who's like, do you need me to stay? I'll like stay if you need me. Whereas I imagine TJ's all right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. I, oh, uh, God, something I want to say. You know, I'm sorry. I keep like, I don't know. I, I, I got, You're oh. fine, Mike. You're yeah, fine, dude. Take a break. Take, take uh, a breather. <laughs> Mostly I just caught myself keep being like, I think I need to say, I need to, You're and then fine. I'm doing that a bit too You're much. Fine. Um, You're fine, bud. I do love how, through the entire last episode, Cassie's whole entire thing has been like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not really sure about this, y'all. Okay, I guess we're just doing this. Like, she, she has been just reluctant this entire time, and that is the most relatable <laughs> any character on the show has ever been. She, it's funny because she uh, she changes and is like, oh, I can stay. And I think it's because she realized, like, oh, I guess I can kind of fight these guys. Like, they're not that big of a deal. <laughs> well, I think she just wanted to, like, support, like, because, like, Kat um, was just attacked by monsters and her friend has been taken. So, like. True. You know, like, Kat's, Kat's saying, I'll stay with you, Kat. Oh, Cassie's saying, I'll stay with you, Kat, is not her saying, I'm going to continue being in danger. It's her saying, like, wow, you're probably really upset, and you probably need to be with someone. But yeah. they're like, it's okay. So, like, because the Power Rangers, and TJ's like, the Power Rangers will do their job kind of thing. And yeah, cool. But, like, yeah, it's kind of, I, I think, like, you know, it shows a little bit that she's compassionate, which is good. Fair. So they ask yeah. if... uh if she, if, if Tommy was taken, so they leave and then, uh, they're like, what happened to Tommy? Was it a putrid pod? And she's I, like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, I was going to mention how, like, like when they're like, uh, interrogating the civilian or what, like before, like before the other two leave, Kat's like, oh, my friend was taken by a, 
weird big slimy thing and then oh, as soon yeah. as they're gone cat's like yeah it's a putrid pod <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> a thing we touch. all know about <laughs> it, it, a, a it thing always... we haven't seen since the movie mm-hmm. i literally forgot what they were someone had to remind me her signature apparently yes so uh, someone I mean, like in in like so one of your random high school friends reminded you when well, you're, like, to, the host of this podcast. <laughs> two of them have been watching along. However, uh-huh. I had forgotten about them. Uh, but it, it is worth noting uh, that those were just the costumes from the movie. And boy, they looked so much better than the monster <laughs> for the week that it was wild. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, all the, all the monster uh, suits from the movie are that much better. Like... It's it's like every time we see Elgar like compared to his version in the Sentai, it's like oh one of these was made by people in Hollywood and one of them wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um. So they we then cut to the cave where um, uh, Tommy is being held by all the bad aliens. They got his hands uh, over for him. <laughs> yes, uh, and. So Divatox is sort of trying to figure out uh, how to torture him. Rygog is like, you should probably kill him, like, now. Um, and Divatox is like, no, that would be, like, useful and smart. First, I'm going to torture him. Uh, so she's trying to figure out how the best way to torture him, because he's put her through so many awful things, I guess mostly just not letting her murder children, uh, <laughs> which is I mean, mood. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, her uh, Mama D shows back up uh, and is like, oh, you finally managed to get something right. Good job. Do, uh, do we know who this actress for Mama D is? Uh, okay, so Mama D is played by. Nope, not. Oh, here we go. Uh, Carol White. Okay. Uh, is her actress name, but she's not any like even on Ranger Wiki. It's not like she voiced another monster at some point. This is just the only thing she's been been on huh. the show. It does sort of look like Divatox, so I don't know. It's fine. Um. So yeah, she she's uh like, hey, you did a great job, but also you should kill him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she's like, nope, gonna it's torture him. It's not just you should kill him, it's it's why haven't you killed him? What the yes. fuck are you doing? And she says, well, I'm trying to figure out the best way to torture him. Torture just, him. Just throw in the fucking fly of despair. Who gives a fuck? Come right. on. So, Mama D suggests, well, why don't you use the vortex of eternal, eternal doom and sorrow? <laughs> it's not uh, in use right now. Right, what? yes. What would you use it for? No, you know. Besides like <laughs> <Torture>. this. <laughs> it's used for torture, and the last one's all tortured up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she um, has a side hustle as a dominatrix. <laughs> so they call the, the vortex of doom by doing a little chant. Uh, and this little CGI mouth opens under Tommy, basically. Uh, and well, I like looks... how Holly describes it like a fly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks Hold like up. a... Go ahead. No, it's just re- like the fucking Spongebob bit, the fly of despair, where the oh. flying Dutchman throws Squidward into. Uh, yes, perfect. <laughs> I linked the video in the chat. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Uh, but yeah, so he... um. 
uh, he's just like freaking out. He's still dangling over this now. Um, and, uh, and then Diva, Diva talks is like, I think I recognize Pop's voice in there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Mama D says he asked for it. So I guess he she killed uh. Diva Tox's dad by throwing yeah. him into yeah. the way. I mean, he's the not way dead. She says, he's still alive. Yeah, the, he's just being tortured for eternity. The way Diva Tox's mom says he asked for it, it makes it seem like, no, he literally asked for this. This is totally what he, he likes. This, totally. actually. He, he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not what we're meant to read, but you know what? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Divatox uh, says, hey, I'm going to be right back to to uh, torture you some more. And then, Mike, I really can't believe you missed this. She spread. She gets a <laughs> jar of peanut butter <laughs> and spreads it on the ropes that are holding Tommy so that rats will eat the ropes so that he will fall into the pit <laughs> of the fucking, fucking Ruth Goldberg way of torturing someone. The fact that it's straight up, a, like, it just says peanut butter on it, it's very funny to me. It's real brand of peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say, this is fucking, yeah, real brand peanut butter. <laughs> it's so funny. I also think it's a real rat, which is wild. To me. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, a couple, a couple of real rats. <laughs> we're gonna slather this rope in peanut butter, and we're gonna yeah, stick I mean... a bunch of bird seed on it, and then we're <laughs> gonna put a smaller amount of peanut butter on the rope, releasing a cage of birds that rats will not be back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, of- official TWA position, unless somebody else has an objection. Rats are cute as hell. Yeah, yeah. I I rats are cute. Have I told my rat story on this on this podcast? I'm not before? big on their large testicles, but you know, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a problem. <laughs> that was a thing that happened. That they had exceptionally large testicles, but okay. Also, I think mm-hmm. they technically piss all of the time because they, do, they don't they, really yes. have bladders. It's them. Yeah, it's just keeping a rodent for a pet in general. Yeah. Rodents are just uh, Zach, like that. What's your rat story? Uh. My well, before my wife moved in with me, she uh, was having some like damage in her house that seemed like it was a, some kind of small rodent, um, and she asked her apartment company, and they wouldn't do anything unless she proved that she had rodents with like some kind of visual, like a picture or something. Because oh yeah, you did tell the story. Because landlords, I'm gonna mm-hmm. finish it now. I'm I'm yeah. too far in. Uh. So we went and got a live trap, and we caught it, and A, I'm pretty sure it was someone's pet, because it was, it looked mm. like the fancy rats that you get at the, and that's the breed name, I'm not just calling them fancy, <laughs> that you get at a pet store, and uh, she was like, cool, okay, I took a picture, now kill it, and I was like, excuse me, absolutely <laughs> not, I will not Why be doing that. Why you think you got the living <laughs> trap? I think she was like... Because the, the glue traps are horrible. Those those are really, like, horrific. Uh, but so she thought I could just, like, kill it humanely. And I was like, I'm not doing that. So I took this rat and put it into my car <laughs> and drove it, like, five miles down the road and let it go in the woods. Uh, where I'm sure it had a great life until <laughs> it was eaten by a hawk, like, three yeah, minutes sure later. it did not last long. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt too bad about it because he was adorable and I named him Ratty. Uh, I was not super creative. Anyway, um, 
So the rat is cute, and he's gonna kill Tommy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, like they multiply. There's like four rats in one shot. Yeah, later, later on, yeah. there's more. There's a couple of them. Um, so they uh, they they we cut back to the command center, um, and we see. Oh, like Divatox leaves him because that's how that's how this always goes. At least she um, leaves guards. <laughs> yeah, she leaves some piranatrons. Um at the command center, we see that uh, Flame, Flame uh, I don't remember his name. The Flame Monster's man <laughs> is back. Flame Bart? Yeah, Flame Broil. Flame Boil? F- sorry, I'm <laughs> doing a bit for my <laughs> Flame right. Fire Boil. Boit. <laughs> fire Boiled. Uh, so, anyway, he um, he's smashing stuff, and they're like, oh no. Uh, we've got to we've got to save Tommy first before we can get the uh, the Megazord going, um, and then Divat not Divatox sorry uh, uh, Demetria is like well Rangers we also have something else to contend with and a little compartment opens in the command center and there's a golden hourglass ticking down time. Excuse me, has introduced the lightning round. <laughs> yes. So here's the, the fucking thing. double dare theme is playing <laughs> without yes. making a single question. It's all statements. Yeah, that's the other thing. She's mm-hmm. it's just statements now. <laughs> she gave uh, up. Yeah, she totally dropped her bullshit. Um, but so here's the thing. Uh, we're gonna talk about this real quick because otherwise the whole episode doesn't make sense, <laughs> and I'm I'm retconning this episode to make more sense. This is apparently a timer, and when the timer is up, it is time for them to give their powers up to new Power Rangers. Now, the episode does not explain if that is, like, magical, like, is if it's a magical impetus, like, they're, they have to because this magical artifact is running out, or if it's just, like, representative. I've come up with a theory based on... Based on what she says at the end of the episode about, like, growing and exploring the world, that is a countdown to when they all turn 18, and they gotta get some younger teens in here now. Okay. They're, they're like, it's like the They graduated fucking... high school, though. Well, yeah, they graduated high school, graduated high school and did not turn 18 until yeah, August and 22nd after that, so... Uh, yeah, some people don't turn 18 before they grad. So you're saying it's like the magical bell in Polar Express. Once you're an adult, you can't use it anymore. <laughs> I'll admit, I'll admit, I was thinking of Kids Next Door, but you know? That also works. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, maybe, but basically this is, this is so weird to me because Power Rangers, uh, who, someone asked off, off uh, Mike if they ever explained this, and- they don't directly explain it, but you can figure it out sort of from context clues, which is something Power Rangers never does ever. Like, mm, they didn't do a good job. No, but I watched this and I saw I mean, the empty, I saw the empty like hourglass at the end. And then like these people we've known for two episodes, um, all gathered around. I'm like, oh, wait, wait oh, what? Power trip? It's the power. Tra- oh, okay. Sh- okay. Fine. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. But it's just so weird because like Power Rangers, uh, you know, I watch lots of adult TV for, <laughs> for adults and, uh, porn, you know, other programming. Sack? <laughs> yes, I watch adult TV, which is what I call porn. No, 
Uh, other programming is happy to let you infer things and figure out things for yourself. But Power Rangers does it so rarely that I was like, surely I've missed a scene. Like, there's <laughs> no way they didn't explain exactly what this is. Yeah, there like, is. I mean, the only the only thing that like, explains is she, the only thing that hints at it is that she says it's your ultimate quest, yes. which to anyone who knows what ultimate means, it means like. Last. The last, but yeah. like a kid, ultimate means badass. That's what yes. it means. It means yeah, awesome that is true. And cool. Ultimate, I <laughs> can explain this. Okay, okay. There are a lot of things we figured out about Angel Grove and this universe in the show, and there's there's a number of big revelations that we haven't actually touched on in a while. Okay. Uh, remember. These teenagers are super soldiers in a cloning program. Okay, right. Yes. Right. That hourglass is counting down to this b- initial batch's expiration. Oh, they're going to melt? They're just yeah, gonna... once the ceremony is done, they're going to leave the room and they're going to fucking disintegrate. Okay, Deckard. <laughs> Emily, you can't prove that that's these clones. Yeah. It could be different oh ones. Oh, my God. Younger, younger Clover theory. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I mean, like... I, I imagine like the characters knew this was gonna happen, but like oh, yes. it never it never clues the audience into that. Like the camping trip, maybe even was supposed to be like a farewell to like Justin yes. or something. It is, it but, is like, they don't they don't go they don't right. they could even have like a line where it's like oh Justin sorry we couldn't have that one last camping trip together like yeah we were gonna have like I don't know anything that could like. And I, I think at least they should have shown them talking to the new rangers, right? And te- and asking them if they want to be Power Rangers. Yeah, it, it's very much implied yeah. that they knew this was coming. They they don't seem like well, surprised like, at the end. Also, like we know from behind the scenes stuff that Tommy wanted out. Jason David Frank wanted the fuck. He wanted out of there. We he don't want have any fuck. indication of that for the rest <laughs> of the cast. You could have just had Adam or Tanya or Catherine like. Just make a cameo for a couple more episodes. Yeah, like you know, like they they at least got Rocky. You know, they at least got Steve Ferdinand to show up for the first episode of Turbo. Right. Um. So yeah. In in any case, we've got this weird magical or non magical hourglass, uh, or completely arbitrary hourglass. We don't know. So here's the thing. So to explore that just a little bit more, and then we'll go. Uh, because we're at an hour. Oh my god. Uh, the. If it's magic, then they have to do this before that runs out, and that makes sense. However, also, that's wild that they are magically forced to give up yeah. their powers. Also, if another it, thing about the camping trip, that would not have been done by the time that, like, that... Oh, they, true. They just set out, and, like, the, by the end of today, the, the hourglass is up, so... Right. <laughs> These, you know what? The, the implication that they all knew about this, and that, like... What if the reason that Tommy and Catherine were out driving around and were not with the rest of the group on the camping trip is that the two of them waited until the last second to pick their successors, which is why we end up with TJ and Cassie. Adam Cass- and Cassie Tanya were responsible, and like- they talked They talked to Carlos and Ashley weeks ago. They were, they had the shit on lock. Tommy and Catherine waited until fucking the 11th hour. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, like... There's a scene specifically with with Carlos and Ashley where like they see the Rangers, which I guess is when they get told they're gonna be new Rangers. 
So they or obviously just get didn't. told it's time because they already knew. I mean, um, I guess, but they seem surprised to see the Rangers there. So, uh, so anyway, that, that's the first option is that it's magic. The second option is that it's not magic. In which case, do you like Dimitri? Dimitria's insistence <laughs> that they murder this monster before uh, that hourglass runs out like is that. insane. Yes. What if? <laughs> what if? Before departing, because we're going to see him again in a moment, what if Zordon's parting gift to the Rangers was one last bullshit arbitrary rule? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, let's uh, take a quick break, and we will be right back. <laughs> All right. And uh, All right. B- before I stop my track, uh, Eric, sorry about this. Can you clean up that real awkward Actually, shit I before had in the we go to break, let's Thank you. do this thing because I'm not gonna be here after break. Um, I was waiting till Carlos showed up, but Carlos hasn't shown up yet. So the episode y'all recorded two weeks ago was uh, had uh-huh. you mentioned that Carlos was originally gonna be called Chavez, and so mm-hmm. like yes, it is. It's not common. It's like plausible. It'd be like if someone was called Jones. Just like refer to them by their by their mm-hmm. last name, but it's not like a first name at all. It's, it's just, not, it's a, not first a first name. name. It's just a oh, huh. yeah, weird. It's like a nickname. I could see okay. someone, you know, if that's their last name, but no, that's not a nickname. I mean, yeah, that's not a first name. I'm glad to hear that. I'm I'm I'm, I'm glad we get that settled because I was wondering mm-hmm. about that. I thought I'm, yeah. I I'm like this seems like a Cho Chang <laughs> situation, you know, and. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> uh, was were y'all still recording for that? I was okay. Oh, I was. I also didn't say anything. I'll, though. I'll stop recording now. If, <laughs> okay. if Eric wants to move that around, that's yep. fine. Hi, I'm Emma, and I'm Lucas, and, and we're, we're from, from the, the podcast D Comedy, a show where each month we rewatch Disney Channel original movies. And trust me. They're weirder than you remember. We grew up totally addicted to whatever Disney Channel wanted to throw at us. And going back to look at these beautiful train wrecks is always a good time. So search for us on iTunes and Google Play Music and Stitcher and basically wherever you find podcasts. Or find us among all the wonderful podcasts on AudioEntropy.com. I'm Emma. I'm Lucas. And and you should be listening to D-Comedy. back uh unfortunately fabby had to bounce uh however we're going to continue on uh everyone morphs uh because they have now been given the golden timer i guess they gotta get the get going um we actually get something that we rarely get on the american side of the footage or ever really destructed cityscapes and specifically we, we see military men and we see like Evacuations and stuff. That's like never been on this show ever. Is, is yeah. this the fir- yeah? Is this the first time we've seen the fucking U.S. military in this show? Yeah. So we've seen cops respond. I want to say this is the first time we've seen someone in an American military uniform, uh, like trying to get people to safety. Um, we'll also say that that happening in this episode makes it even weirder that last episode. When uh, TJ tells 
Cassie that he's moving to uh, to Angel Grove, she's not like, wow, bad call, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, you mean the fucking monster town? Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's moving to Angel Grove to 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 like join the baseball team, and he wasn't like. But yeah. dad, isn't that where monsters are? Yeah, and that's where, like, fine. all the monsters <laughs> is. Uh, I'm yeah. sure people leave the city of Townsville and just wonder why New York City doesn't have a monkey with an exposed brain. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to destroy it every week. Um, so, they they say, okay, the power... He, he, we've got the bad guy. Um, God. What do, you think it's, what do you think it's like to, like... In, if you're in, say, like, the Marvel or DC universe, what's it like to fucking live in some bumfuck town somewhere away from all the fucking crazy shit in the cities? You know? I say DC's that- harder because there's more than one city in DC, unlike Marvel, where there's just New York <laughs> yeah. and maybe LA sometimes. Yeah, but I'm not talking, like, mm. a smaller city. I'm talking, like, I don't know, living in fucking Springfield, Missouri. In, you know, like, what the yeah. f- Are there supervillains out that way? I'm gonna Probably say- Probably not. No. Yeah, everybody's just yeah. concentrating in New York. Um, you have to worry about other things out there sometimes, though. Like, there's a random town in Nevada that, um, like, Asgard goes to in the Marvel Universe for a bit. Okay, it cool. Just stays there Thor, Asgard? Yeah. No, Asgard. Uh, I mean, like, the place. Wait, it's where the Rainbow Bridge lands, mm-hmm. yeah. The whole place goes to, like, the Nevada desert for a while, next to a town. That's oh, fun. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I mean, I have, like, a graphic novel of it, so, like, I know what happens. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't really read the actual comics. It was when <laughs> Thor, like, came back to life, because um, he died for a bit after Ragnarok. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so they teleport to try to fight this monster. They don't have the the Zords since they don't have Tommy. Um, so they pretty much their plan is to shoot him, the big man. Uh, <laughs> we cut with back guns? Over, with guns, I guess. We cut back over to TJ and Cassie who are walking back to the the bus stop, I guess. And TJ's um, like. When I was a kid, and by a kid, I mean, like, three years ago, yeah. I wanted to be a Power Ranger. So, yeah. so say, <laughs> that, say that TJ is 18 at absolute no, he can't minimum. Be 18. He's no, he's in high school. Tommy's not in high school. No, no, no. TJ is th- not in high school. I thought all the new characters were high schoolers. No, yeah. TJ, recall... TJ is trying to start a baseball career, and Cassie is trying to well, become no, no, a but musician. He's, he's, okay, he's trying to start a baseball career, but he's going to Angel Grove to join their like high school team because he heard the high school team was good. I thought. Uh, I want yeah, like there's a high school team. We know this because Tanya played for it. If, yeah. So I'm just saying, if TJ is the youngest a high schooler can be, and R- Tommy is 18, he's graduated high school. When TJ says, when I was a kid, what he means was, oh, you know, I was like, mm, 11. <laughs> like, right, yeah. Well, yeah. I was actually going to bring that up as a defense of it. Because, like, if you're in high school, when you were a kid, it was a few years ago. 
I, you know, I was saying that sentence. I'm like, wait, this sounds reasonable, actually. You're right. Yeah. It's, it says he's in high school. I, I was now, pretty sure they, he was not, but okay, but fair like, enough. But to like, be clear, he, but I, mean, I don't like, buy he's, that he's 14, but he's definitely supposed to still be a high schooler. Yeah, but like, okay, like say, I, like I would say that like the highest he would be is 16. That three years ago is still not like. Yeah, it's thirteen so, isn't. I guess, I guess you could say a kid. I would have said that, but like I, I was gonna know. say that when someone says when I was a kid, they usually mean when I was six. You know, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. That's I was thinking that, and also my like adult brain was thinking like, oh yeah, like four years ago, I wouldn't say I'm a kid if I was twenty two. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think when you're in high school, you know, when you were twelve, that. I was look just a dumb kid like that is so yeah, like Justin's supposed to be twelve, right? <laughs> um, but anyway, he I guess he wanted to be a Power Ranger when he was a Justin's kid. eleven, according to the style guide. <laughs> this this is the least egregious shit this show's gotten up to. Like it doesn't yeah. quite fit, but right. I I just thought I'd point it out as a joke, but it became a whole thing. <laughs> oh no, I thought it was. I mean, yeah, it's fair worth uh, worth noting. T, That's uh, what we says, do here. <laughs> Cassie says that she. Always wanted to be like Tina Turner as a kid, which, uh, okay, sure, why not? <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, they see a trail of slime, <laughs> and Cassie, I, I do love, uh, to your point about Cassie being a, re- a little bit reluctant, she is immediately just like, nope, 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 absolutely not, no, I don't wanna, and TJ's like, gotta follow it, gotta go help. Uh, <laughs> well, he's like those monsters that took the, the guy from the field recovered in the slime, like, he's yeah. being a detective here. Like, gonna say this. Okay. They are doing a lot more legwork to establish TJ's leadership skills before he becomes the leader. Leadership and her- heroics. Like he's, Leadership, he's heroics, hero. intelligence, like, awareness of, like, a- ability to look into problems and shit. Way more than any other leader before they became leader in this show. I mean, yeah. he's already got superpowers, because in the last episode, he... <laughs> He saw Kat being attacked from three hills over somehow and ran to her defense. So clearly he's he's got the skills needed. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, but just the point is, like, I buy TJ as a leader of a group. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, more I like than, him. Yeah. yeah, I think More TJ's than cool. Tommy ever, more than Jason when he was the leader, more than any other, like, presumptive... Uh, you know, anything like that. Just, yeah. Yeah, no, I I saw TJ on screen, and within seconds of, like, meeting him, I'm like, oh, I, I trust this guy, like, way more than Tommy. That's for sure. Yeah, I know, I think, I think TJ's really cool so far, and, like, and yeah, like, it's, it's, from the show that had the black guy being a black ranger, the leader being black is really cool i think yeah i was actually gonna I say i, I don't think, think it's we... a white woman's so like what maybe it's stupid to say it but well like, no i think it's I think valid it's cool. I, i'm actually not sure that we t- talked about it last episode because it is sort of be weird to be like and here's tj he's a black guy but tj is the first black red ranger so that's cool and yeah. uh cassie is an asian lady which obviously we did mention that because of the racism but <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah um i lied fabby's here hi Hooray! I, I just hi. did that to make sack a liar that was the only reason you did a great you did a great job 
Nothing weird happening in my life. I just wanted to make Zach a, a liar. That's my hobby. Well, good, good job. <laughs> so TJ uh, was like, we should follow this trail of slime. And Cassie's like, but God, no. you don't know how many times in my life I've heard the words, <laughs> we should follow this trail of slime. We're going to become listen- escargo kings. Yeah. <laughs> listen, folks. Usually a good call. (laughs) Cassie Cassie makes the very salient point of, like, we literally just saw the Power Rangers. It's going to be okay. We probably shouldn't do anything. Uh, And TJ It's going to be so weird you saying Cassie when we know a Cassie. I mean, it's... it's, I watch this with Cassie, and I'm like, oh, I love Cassie. She's so cool. She's like, yeah, of course you love me. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. It's going to be like Emily all over again. Yeah, well... The thing with Emily is Power Rangers Emily was a relatively minor character. This one's a Power Ranger. Also, we're both white and blonde, so it's like yeah. okay to do that. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. To be fair, I do love Cassie, and she is pretty cool. And I'm not talking about Power Rangers Cassie. Oh. It's true; oh. she's amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> I, okay, uh, I thought you guys were talking about Cassie doing the bit that I did. That's why I said that. Just. <laughs> Just getting the names mixed up has nothing to do with that. But no, she's not going to do that bit. (laughs) This is is dumb, but I'm just thinking of all this fucking name confusion with, like, real people. Um, All I can think of is relatively recently that character. (laughs) You repeatedly said, oh, yeah, that guy's an asshole. And it was my dead name or my current name at the time. Oh, (laughs) jeez. I forgot about that. Yeah, well... Sorry, Chief. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> it's just it's crazy. Uh, we managed to get through the first half of Mighty Morphin when there was a Zack. Yeah, I yeah, mean... Yeah, and one time you had a Zack guesting, so it was like three Zacks. Yes, uh, but in any case, uh, this time TJ decides, I'm going to go anyway. We get a really incredible shot uh, <laughs> that, that Holly uh, posted on her Twitter earlier, <laughs> which is... Um, well, I guess it's not the shot so much. It's just Tommy hanging there, but the the there's a noise coming from the vortex under him, and the subtitle just says "souls moaning from vortex." It's really good. <laughs> it, it's the it's a shot of Tommy harshly lit, arms clearly bound. He's very sweaty, and just the the captioned souls yelling from the void. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I've been there, buddy. Yeah, it finally and, happened. But we do get a really good shot after that, which is like three rats on the rope, and they're so cute. <laughs> they're adorable, and they are going to kill him. Yeah, are, we, are, we, are we past the, past the fucking self-idate of uh, giant rats who makes all of the rules reference being funny? <laughs> that will always be funny. Yeah. Um, we cut back to the... Uh, the town where, again, there's a bunch of people running and screaming. Um, we see uh, Ashley, uh, who is. And if you're you don't- not, not, not our podcaster friend, Ashley. Christ, no, this is no, just so we can make more <laughs> we of that. We can't do this with people who aren't even like. I know. It's, it's, and then it's, we see Carlos. <laughs> not my friend Carlos, y'all don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> if you do not remember, because I wouldn't blame you, Ashley is the cheerleader who has been in a couple episodes previously uh, and is just like an overall nice person. Got uh, accused of stealing, you know. 
she grabs some of the kids that are, are like in trouble from well not grabs but basically she takes them under her wing and leads them to safety uh carlos is there too um and, and also he helps can her. i say that the this is not everyone but most carloses i know uh that are latinx in the united states usually go by charlie like Almost to a T, so it's oh. very funny to me to actually hear them to call them Carlos. Because, um, like, yeah, the only actual, like, Carlos I, I, I like, knew and called us Carlos were back in Mexico. Most of the Carlos I've known living in the United States, like, oh, yeah, no, it's just Charlie. Yeah, it's Charlie. Yeah, I mean, mm. I think it's probably them trying to... You know, keep mm-hmm. up their their uh, like um, yeah. I just thought diversity it was funny. thing. Yeah, it's interesting. I I have also known two Latinx Charlies, uh, and I was tr- struggling to think of a Carlos, and the only one I could think of was Mencia, which <laughs> doesn't doesn't the, count. Not his real name. <laughs> the, Wait, the one listen, I can think I of. I understand. Is the fucking... Yeah, I understand changing your name, but changing your name so you sound. Less white is <laughs> it's a whole okay. See, the anyway. only one that my mind immediately goes to is f- the the pun boy from Magic School yeah, Bus. Yeah, same from Magic School Bus. Yeah, so anyone within that. like the fucking twenty five to thirty five age range, if they know a Carlos, they're gonna do that if, at least if once. If he was, to them. if he was the pun boy, I understand why Michael remembers him. <laughs> <laughs> So Carlos and Ashley... It's great, because like a, a running bit in the show was literally just him telling a bad joke, and then the entire cast Carlos. in unison saying, Yeah, Carlos. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. You mentioned it. Oh, man, I don't remember this at all. I do... Uh, so, so Adam, uh, as the Green Ranger, walks actually walks up to Carlos and is like, Can you help get these guys to safety? And names um, him, but I guess they met before, maybe. They they have they they okay, met previously. In the uh, episode. Uh, so, um, yeah, there was a whole thing where Adam was his soccer coach. I just couldn't. Yeah, yeah but I couldn't remember if he interacted with him as the Green Ranger or just as Adam. Yeah. He no, has. but the Power Rangers have literally never worried about like using <laughs> someone's name, <laughs> and it just the people just assume, oh, the Power Rangers know everybody. It's fine. <laughs> well, no, it's they whatever. did with Cat earlier this episode. They were like, "Hey, lady," but in any <laughs> case, um, we uh, we see also some some fire uh, firemen trying to put it put out uh, some fires, and they are attacked by a bunch of Pronotrons, uh, which. There's uh, a lot of like firefighters in peril this season. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's also I guess. It's also interesting to see them just run away screaming because I feel like I feel like <laughs> most of the time nowadays I feel like when regular mooks show up everyone is appears like mildly concerned, but these firemen <laughs> just run I away mean, screaming. I understand. I but like I mean I am um, I really like that we're getting to see the ground, like, what happens during a monster attack, like, the normal people. It's really cool. I doubt we're going to see it again until Lightspeed Rescue, um, mm-hmm. or maybe until the finale as well. I think there's a bit of that. Yeah, I, I think we um, might see some in space, but not much. But yeah, it's like, it's, has it's, a fair bit, actually. But, it's cool yeah. seeing the Power Rangers just help people and not, yeah. like, bash faces in. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And speaking of which, uh, uh, Kat... 
uh, Kat and Justin run to help uh, the firefighters and fight these uh, these Pronotrons. There's actually a pretty good fight, like, you know, on top of a fire truck with fires around, which is yeah. something that's, like, pretty cool that we don't get to see too often. Uh, is like, a little bit more elaborate staging. Um, and then uh, Tanya and Adam show up to continue the fight. Um, we see TJ come to the end of the slime trail, finally. Uh which is, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. He, he comes to, yeah. He comes to a cliff and then Cassie is, is just on top of it. And, and she's is like, like, I'm the slime monster the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, Cassie is secretly a goo girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. But, uh, <laughs> the word. What a broken, fucking twist. The words girl just, goo did go through I, my I, head. I, I but love, then you I, said it, Zach. You know what I really love, though? <laughs> Is that like I've watched a show recently where oh this character secretly a goo girl happened <laughs> and that was Ninja well, Turtles April meets a nice normal human friend oh that's yeah secretly a goo girl and it's fucking nice. awesome <laughs> so in any case uh, you know Cassie's not a good goo girl but she is a good girl because she's <laughs> like haha I get my parents told me not to leave a friend in need and you're a friend now and this is where I was. I confirmed my suspicion that Cassie wants that dick bad. <laughs> I don't know. They, you know, it's the, it's the, we, we went through a harrowing experience together. So we're friends now. Thing. You're, I don't know, like. Yes. Except that also she literally like abandoned her bus in the middle of nowhere with no like phone or anything to just follow this guy she just met. So well, like he was going to help someone. Like like I, I'm a little mad because I was gonna go off about her staying with Kat because she surely she's gay and she's like, oh yeah, your friend left, right? He's just your friend, right? <laughs> I am I always <laughs> I'm always very happy to boost uh, gay undertones in this show and all other shows. However, Cassie wants that dick. She can also <laughs> like girls. Cassie is a sexual icon. <laughs> Emily, yes. let's be real. Um, fucking Kat and Tommy are definitely not romantically involved. I don't no. care what the show is fucking Absolutely telling us. Not. They are Do, not. Um, Tommy has never and will never fuck. No, I, never. I Do... Don't. do do Cassie and TJ hook up? Uh, it says on TJ's uh, page that his love interest is Cassie, but, you know, it says on um, uh, Tommy's page that his love interest well, is Cassie. Well, I mean, Kat, you've so. well, I mean, watched I, the I, show ahead before, right? Um, well, I'm just also, asking uh, if you've yeah, seen yeah. it. Yeah, Power Rangers in Space is a little bit better at developing a romance with, between the Yellow Ranger and the Red Ranger. So, like, it might... If, if, if TJ and Cassie are in fame, we might see actual... Evidence I just, of it in the I show. I don't remember. Okay. To, uh, yeah, maybe. I'm pretty like, sure they dropped this. Uh, they might do some stuff in Turbo with it, but I'm pretty sure they drop it in space. Okay. That's, that's, a, that's a real shame, because, like, not to be <laughs> heterosexual on Maine or anything, but <laughs> these two have more chemistry than Tommy has ever had with anybody. Oh, I think they're cute. True. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's cute. Also, so she helps him up. Go ahead. I would say, Mike, don't lie. You're not heterosexual. You can no, pretend. but, you know. Listen, I'm, just, I'm doing a goof. <laughs> so, it's, it's for the goof. It's, it's, it's for the vine. It's for the content. Uh, so <laughs> it's sexual for a bit. <laughs> just a break, bro. That's, that's the name I, of my autobiography, listen, by the way. Heterosexual for a bit. 
I I did listen. I did a performance art as cishet guy for years. <laughs> <laughs> I so, evolved the performance. I iterated on it. <laughs> so at this point, uh, we cut back to the command center, and Alpha God, Six why, is. Why did it take gr- you so long to tell us you were a girl? I did it for the vine. <laughs> <laughs> the real answer is just a very stupid. Is the thing. <laughs> Alpha Six is like, oh man. Uh, this extremely bad timer is not, it's leaving the time is gone oh no and then we cut back to TJ and, and Cassie who finally find the cave um and uh, I, I, they finally get to the dangling yeah. Tommy factory they they find it because they hear a howling vortex which is great I like yeah that they part. hear the moaning of the souls trapped right, in the course. vortex um they come in can uh, you hear the souls a moaning can you hear them in the mountains in the cave? Uh, we cut to uh, the to Angel Grove to the Jim and Juice Bar. Um, Lieutenant Stone and a bunch of randos are watching uh, uh, people be evacuated and stuff. I really like this newscaster and his energy. <laughs> There's like people moving around like blankets and pillows and escorting children in. Like I get it, and. This makes sense, but I guess like the youth center is like an emergency gathering there, spot. There has like a never been place. A, a monster, a big monster attack in the youth center. There's been small ones, but never a big one. True. <laughs> yeah, it's like the g- school gym anyway. So yeah, yeah. it makes sense. Um, um, but yeah, like, I, I this is really random, but I, I recently rewatched um, the the Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells tour. And it has this, like, fucking newscaster guy on it, Vern, who's, like, doing the exact same thing this guy is, where he's like, oh, I'm so scared, I'm looking around, and I'm so frightened, and I'm <laughs> casting news, oh, <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> oh, man, you just gave me flashbacks to the original show, because Vern is totally a character in the, like, 1980s oh, I know, cartoon. Yeah. I'm but not I sure had... if he was called Vern on the thing. But, but I like... had super forgotten, uh... I mean, he was in the Michael Bay movie, Vern. Oh, yeah. I forgot. It was fucking... (laughs) What's... uh, Job from Arrested Development, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, in any case... What was that dude's fucking deal, anyway? He's in a lot of stuff. Uh, In any case, Carlos and No, I meant Vern, not the actor. (laughs) I don't know what the actor's deal is. It's being an actor. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Carlos and Ashley lead the kids in and uh, and kind of take care of them. Uh, we cut back to the cave where Tommy, they find Tommy uh, and go to help him. Uh, and they're like, hey, are you Tommy? We're here to help you. And Tommy's like, leave me to die. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. I want this. <laughs> yeah, it's all I want. This is actually great. Actually, You're not I letting me this? be a Power Ranger anymore. I don't deserve to live. I'm Deadpool and Deadpool too. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, I need Patty. the moaning souls to step on my balls for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Fabi. Uh, I was just saying, Tom's like, I actually love this. Actually, this is great. This is what I wanted. Yeah, and, this and, is what imagine I- if he did fall in the hole and died, and 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 like the rest of the Rangers, are like, damn. He was only two hours to retirement. <laughs> <laughs> kind of surprised we never saw a Piranatron get knocked into the pit. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I really thought that was going to happen when it uh, goes for Cassie. Which yeah, we, ne- we never got like the Sarlacc pit moment. 
they didn't have the budget to actually throw anyone in the pit. Yeah. So they start fighting. Uh, so Paratron show up and TJ sort of fights him while uh, Cassie goes for the uh, uh, for Tommy. Um, and she's able to finally. Oh, no. Then she gets waylaid. Sorry. Uh, Tommy's really making a bunch of really good faces as he watches the rats <laughs> chew through He also this, doesn't try to rope. help her. He doesn't try to, like, swing over to her or anything. No. He just stays still. <laughs> the rope's about to break. He probably doesn't want to move too much. The rope snaps, and, uh, TJ is able to grab it just in time, uh, and then... Uh, Cassie's able to get over and shove him off, uh, or kind of pull him uh, from over the yeah. hole. Which again, we didn't really mention it. The hole's like a foot wide. It's very yeah. small. <laughs> it's also I, I, entirely I, I, green screen. I don't know if we mentioned yeah, that. That's true. Yes. I, 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 I'm making jokes, but I actually kind of like this action scene. Like for one thing, it's an action scene with actual stakes, which doesn't usually happen in Power Rangers. And yeah, it's fun. It's not bad. Um. So then, uh. Tommy is like, oh, wow, I don't know who you are, but I can't thank you enough. Okay, let's leave. Like, he does not ask them who they are or <laughs> anything like that. I think my favorite bit is that, like, they walk away and then Tommy's like, wait, I didn't get your name. It's TJ. Okay, hi, TJ. Just sort doesn't of talk to Cassie. Cassie at all. Bye. <laughs> of course. Yeah, he does <laughs> not ask Cassie's name. Very important. Yeah, well, yeah, um, well, this the only reason he's bothering to ask is because he needs to come up with a replacement at the last second. Yeah, he <laughs> hasn't for, picked his. Yeah, he has not picked his Red Ranger it replacement. Makes and he, sense. Far as he's concerned, uh, Catherine's on her own. So um, I'm gonna shake your hand and learn your name, and that's all I need to do, <laughs> make literally you my all replacement. So he's like, okay, you guys get out of here. And they're like, you can, cool. uh, you can learn a lot about a man by shaking his hand. Like what the shape of his hand is. And, <laughs> and what, what the color what, of his soul is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, Which is it's red. Red, apparently. <laughs> and a little bit of blue in there. Yeah. Mm-mm. So they start walking away and then turn around and, whoa, Tommy's gone. Because he teleported. Um. We cut back to the rangers who were uh, kind of getting their butts kicked uh, by the big monster because, you know, they can't get big. Um, and then uh, Tommy shows up and he just shoots the monster in the face, <laughs> which uh, like he's like, that'll hold him for a while, which even though previously they shot him with, you know, appropriately sized guns. And it did literally nothing. But okay, fine, 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 fine. Uh, they're like, oh, let's kick this puppy into high gear and take this guy down. And Tommy is, for some reason, giving some slight effort to this uh, to this voiceover for once. I guess because it's the last time. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> we get the uh, turbo uh, mega turbo megazord, and uh, it's a pretty short fight. Like the they he does so like this is where he throws the little like bathtubs that I didn't know what the hell they were until yeah. you explained it earlier. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was watching this with Mark, and he did comment, "Hey, the Turbo Megazord fucking rules," and I have to agree. I love this thing. Yeah, the, it's so good. I'm so glad have, you guys like it's it. Very good. Like like the yeah. sword revs up and then shoots out smoke and turns into the sword, and then yeah. they spin around like sardonyx on Steven Universe. It's just yes. rules. That, fucking that, hot take that might 
contradict something I've said previously. I don't know. Turbo Megazord's the best one so far. I think that I like the... I like a lot of the like stuff the the Turbozord does. I love its uh its com- combined sequence um and like how it like wheelies up into place. I love the sword. I love the spin attack. The design itself is oh, just okay for me. There's um, there's more to a Zord than how it looks. It's how you use is. it. Yeah, M- maybe maybe but We've had this conversation before, and my favorite sword is the Thunder Sword, and that never gets used, but it has the best design, so that's why it's my yes. favorite. I agree with that. I think the Thunder Megazord has probably the worst like showing mm-hmm. of the Megazords in terms of fights. But the design's just too good for me. Look at that round boy. I like <laughs> the round the round boy in the middle, yes. <laughs> um. So they fight for a little bit. They pull out their big turbo, their big shield that's just a wheel. Uh, then they do a rider kick, which is cool. Uh, as, as somebody who's been trying to watch some more common rider, they yeah. just have a rider kick, I guess, uh, which is neat. Well, it's it's it's, it's to show because it's a yellow ranger attacking because it was her episode. Oh right, Sentai, okay, gotcha. Like, yeah. So what what does a foot do if not kick? <laughs> yeah. But then they pull out the the cool sword and do their uh their spin move. The fucking shot of the cockpit spinning around. It's so, <laughs> it's good. so funny. It's very good. You know what? Real glad that Tanya gets to do the last cool thing that this team does. I yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. I like Tanya a lot. It's it's a real shame. Because Car Ranger, my favorite thing that happens in Car Ranger, and I have not seen as much of it as I wish I had, but uh, is that when they still have to drive it towards the bad guy when it's spinning, and they like show you them driving it while the cockpit is spinning, which is wild to me. That seems like it would be really difficult. <laughs> well, they're um, very skilled. <laughs> yeah, uh, but in any case, they they uh, they beat the monster. We cut to uh, we cut to Alpha, and he he says, "I don't think they're going to make it. All the forces are aligned." So two things, real quick. One thing, they're looking at he's looking at the uh, hourglass, which is like not even half out. So I don't yeah, know what he's complaining about. I don't think they're going to make it. They've used up an hour of their three hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they've okay. won. <laughs> Why did this fucking hourglass start like an hour ago? Yes, that's a good question. Like this also. mystical fucking deadline hourglass or whatever the fuck it is. Why did it start so recently? What activated it? Uh, I do not know. I will say he says all the forces are aligned. So I guess if you wanted to do work for the show, you could say, okay, the transfer can only happen when, like, I don't know, the morphing grid is at its strongest or something. But they don't the fucking say that, planets so. are lining I up. I think forces aligned is, is more in that, like, They've chosen the Rangers. They know what they have to do. Like I think that's what it's supposed to be. Reference I guess to. so. She's because she says what's gonna. Alpha says what will happen if they don't get here in time, and she says disorder and confusion. And again, just super vague terms here. Um, yeah, just fucking what? We then see fucking what? We then see Carlos reading a book to some little kids who are in in this little makeshift shelter. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's adorable. And then the Green Ranger just shows up in the door and stares <laughs> at him for a little bit. God, I love the lurking rangers. It's, 
it, it, it's really funny and stupid, but like it could have been really good if that wasn't like real. If that was like the morphing grid being like, we're coming for you or like it's your time or something like that. Like, so, oh, sure. That like the- could have been really cool, but I'm pretty sure it's just Adam being a creeper and Ta- <laughs> Enya being it a creeper. It could have been really cool if is our like most <laughs> common phrase on this podcast. Yeah. Do you want to know what this shit reminds me of? What is that? So when back in back in the old old Doctor Who series, when the fourth <laughs> Doctor regenerated into the fifth Go Doctor, on. the entire um, storyline Logopolis, he was mm-hmm. like constantly catching glimpses of a character known as the Watcher, um, which is like this fucked up looking um, like guy in white robes and like a plaster white mask. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's just catching glimpses of him, and it turns out that is, like, some weird spirit thing who is gonna, it, it, like, represents his regeneration into the fifth Doctor, and they, like, merge at the end. And the just, like, fucking the Power Rangers appearing outside of the windows to stare at their replacements is reminding me of that for some yeah. reason. Is the Valier the Psycho Ranger of Doctor Who? Was that for me and Victor? That's for me and you, Victor. <laughs> I think I that's the whatever the fuck it is. Like it does. Doctor Who has some villain that's like the Doctor from like a further along the timeline than the current one, right? Yeah, that's the Balliard. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So yeah, good call. Oh, yeah. I'm. I'm not. I haven't watched super a lot of like classic Who, but I have like a, a set of books that's just like every single like plot line of those. That's like cool. just summarized in book form. I used to be really into Doctor Who. We won't talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I used to be really into it, and then I watched one season of Stephen Moffat, and I'm like, I'm not into this show <laughs> the anymore. The audio dramas is where it's at. The companions <laughs> an old lady who bakes cakes and studies history. <laughs> Fuck yeah! That sounds cute. Shape shifting uh, penguin, private eye. Fuck yeah! You know what's you know what's not cute is the picture you linked of this creature you're describing. I hate it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> uh, in any case, at least it's not the fucking like sheet of skin that tells you to moisturize it. Oh yeah, Cassandra. Yeah. You <laughs> mean its name? Apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lady Cassandra, the last biological human. So um, we have a third one to worry about. Can, can I pick a bone? Just this is a me bone. So. If you follow me on Twitter, you know that I do a lot of looking up what TV shows uh, have trans female characters, which ones are played by trans women. Um, And whenever I look online to see if people have compiled lists, they always bring up Cassandra. And I'm like, ah, yes. The first trans woman in Doctor Who, you know, an evil... Piece of skin. Good representation. <laughs> oh, God. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in any case, Carlos sees the red, the Green Ranger briefly, and then and then he disappears, and he's like, oh, I must be imagining things. Um, and then uh, basically the same thing happens with Ashley and the Yellow Ranger. Uh, though that one's even funnier because literally Tanya just like pops up up from under a window to stare at her for a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but then, uh, she goes away. 
Uh, and, and then we cut over to Diva Talks. Kind of funny that we don't get equivalent scenes for uh, for TJ. You had, and, you had uh, to make room for this Diva Talks scene where she gets chewed up from her mother. I this think it's is, just because they it. j- like literally just met them. Though Tanya and and uh, Tanya and Adam already know Carlos and Ashley, so I don't know. It's weird. Um, okay, so this fucking Diva Talks scene, and I know there was an equivalent scene at the beginning of the first part. What is the deal with fucking Divatox's family and the fact that they could apparently psychically contact one another, but only if one of them is asleep? I, I so it's here's a witch the thing. thing. You want to understand I, it? <laughs> I thought she was dreaming. I thought it wasn't real. I thought she was dreaming the first time. Right, but then she shows up in this episode, like when she has Tommy, and I was like, oh, I guess it's not. Her it, it would be weird for it to be fake one of the times or two right. of the times, but not all three of the times. Uh, but yeah, Mama D yells at her and said, you always screwed up even when you were a little kid, which is very mean to mm-hmm. say to your child. Uh, and then uh, the Rangers I like make- her water bed. I, just, I, I mean, her water pillow. That's <laughs> yeah, I like it too. Uh, it's cool it looks like one of those fucking mm-hmm. squeeze toys that you can't keep a grip on. We... Okay, Divatox's li- bedroom is super just the prop department having a good time. Holly, we <laughs> literally made that comparison last episode, and <laughs> I'm glad someone else did, because that is what it looks like. <laughs> uh, live, yeah, action, so- live action Simpsons Troy McClure bedroom.jpg. Yes, totally. So we cut back to the command center, um, and uh, Demetria is like, ah, you made it. Proceed well, let's, with Let's this- not gloss over the fact that Divatox, after she gets yelled at by her mom, Sucks her thumb. Her yeah, gloves thumb. You do need yeah. to infantilize your female villain, I guess. Uh, I did not love that <sighs> part. I mean, I like that Divatox is super petulant and all, but she's not a baby. Like, that's weird. Uh, I guess. I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe because I'm so used to it from watching the Robin Hood Disney movie, like, <laughs> as much as a kid. Like, <laughs> Prince John did that shit. Yeah, so. that is true. <laughs> um, so, uh, they, they go... So Demetria says it's time for the ceremony, and they walk into this other room uh, in the power as, chamber. As we get a clear shot of this hourglass, I just realized it's not really full of sand. It looks like it's full of, like, fruity pebbles. Yes, it does. The fucking you- garbage you get at the bottom of a bag of tricks, yeah. Uh, so I have to say Either some- way, it's some kind of cereal. <laughs> That feels like it would jam up, and that might be like a plot point. Like, it's okay, Rangers, it jams. <laughs> There's some left in the top bit. It didn't all go down. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, um, uh, it turns out that the, the rate was accelerated because Alpha was just eating pebbles out of it. Um, what, if, what if this isn't actually an Alpha. hourglass, and it's just like, you know how you can get a container to put cereal in if you don't trust the bag, or if you've got like a bug problem in your house? Like, I know yeah. folks in the country will have that, like, just yeah. a plastic thing you pour cereal into to store for oh, later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in any case... I, I really wanted- hope that's not... I, I really hope I'm not talking <laughs> no, horse shit. No, 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 no we I had, had that as a kid. I remember that. For us, it was mostly when we had, like, three boxes of cereal that we'd all eaten, like, half of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just worried. It's like, when no one said anything, I was like, oh, God, am I, am I talking about a weird thing that, like, only my family did? Uh-oh. I was just not familiar with it, so I I didn't say anything. But now I'm not thinking you're. I don't think you're crazy. Uh, so the um, they go into this other room in the power chamber, and I want to say something about this whole sequence right off the <laughs> bat. We're gonna have a power transfer. 
this whole thing feels like an epi- like a bit from the live stage show that they would tour around and do except that they put they filmed it because this this entire like set it literally looks like a uh like it looks like a Nickelodeon game show set and i know that the power ranger sets are not like high quality or expensive but for some reason it looks extra bad i, I don't exactly it's, know it's why. all the fucking rocks with the different stripes of the rainbow colors it the looks like the fucking, fucking aggro crag the glow like the fucking salt lamps everywhere Yes, I like the yeah. lightning bolt that keeps changing colors. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, there is a that is there's they're like that's actually something that's worth noting. There is the logo, like the lightning bolt logo on a rock glowing different colors. God, they got assemble the fucking silver monkey medallion or some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember. Have they used the the lightning bolt logo like diegetically? It, it was on Alpha 5's chest. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, Alpha yes, yes. 6's is a little different. It's, but yes. it's more symmetrical. But yeah, that lightning bolt was on Alpha 5's chest. Okay, the, fair the enough. So um, now at this point, they say, oh, uh, we're expecting a couple friends for the ceremony. Uh, and whoops, Alpha 5 and Zordon are here. Which I fucking... You just... Alpha 5's here? <laughs> yeah. I thought you lost Richard Horvitz down that fucking Billy Mandy hole. <laughs> you just couldn't <laughs> use him anymore. So here's what's wild. There was a whole thing about, like, we have to get Zordon through this wormhole, right? Like, that's why... Yeah. The, like, he had to leave that specific time, and it was, like, urgent, and now he's just back. Okay, cool, I Also, guess. they were acting like they could get him out of his, like time bullshit thing and they clearly didn't i mean i know they didn't because that's how this i know how the zordon era ends but yeah like it's really weird it's so good about the richard horowitz thing alpha says a single line and it's i i i we wouldn't miss it what are the odds that if we really cared to go back and check we could find that this is a reused line from earlier in the series mm, i wouldn't be good surprised point. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, but here is where, and keep in mind, we've talked about it in this episode. This is the first time they tell you that the Power Rangers are going to be changing this mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is wild to keep it this late. That is so fucking wild. Like, it's not just that the the first power transfer was completely different, although that is worth noting that the first power transfer was completely fucking different. But also, there was a whole quest about going and getting this fucking sword on another planet so the transfer could happen. Everything up until this point in this two-parter, and it's worth noting we're at the 18-minute mark, which means that including the end credits, there's two minutes left in this episode. Everything up until this point was just fire monster horseshit. Yeah. So, um, in any case... uh. Basically, Demetria explains that as Power Rangers reach this stage in life, quote unquote, it becomes their duty to set them free to experience all of the world that has that is sorry, all to discover all the world has to offer them and they must choose their successors. What are the odds that the reason Demetria uses the words uh, this stage in life 
is because she's an immortal mystical ghost alien thing and doesn't actually know what it's called when a re- when a human stops being a child. <laughs> adults. Yeah, she doesn't <laughs> yeah. know the word for adults. Yeah. So I want to talk about this briefly. We this is a, in a very long episode, but let's talk about it for a little bit. I hate this a lot. Um I was frustrated with the turbo changeover or the last changeover because it was so quick in terms of characters and I, I felt like they didn't they did not give them like their due. Um I mean this, we because of behind the scenes shit, we didn't get a proper send-off for Zach, Jason, and Trini, but they at least tried to put in the work to introduce right. Adam, Rocky, and Aisha. Right. Um, this is, I think, a fun... To, like, obviously, they're just going to forget about this, and it'll never be brought up again. But if you were to take this at face value, this would mean that the way Power Rangers work, the way that the all-powerful Morphin Grid chooses its... It's uh, like saviors is literally that it must be children. It has to be children. And then once they get to be a certain age, they cannot protect the universe anymore. They have to they can only be child soldiers. I I mean, like, I I think this might be just a Zordon thing because I could have sworn like later seasons, the Power Rangers aren't teens. Oh, for sure. So, like, Later, they're fully adults. Like, yes. I'm just saying that, like, the way this is set up is really strange to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the other thing is, and weirdly, this is a back fill-in that kind of goes back to justify Rocky's transfer to Justin, is the idea that when a ranger is done, they choose their replacement. Yeah, because Rocky already chose Justin. And the fucked up thing is, this is the single... And I do mean the single part of this whole thing that has been consistent up until this point. The Rocky and Amaisha were, you know, Zach, Trini, and Jason knew them, at least in canon, even if we never saw them on screen together. In the story, they knew each other. Aisha, in story, you know, voluntarily gave her powers to Tanya. Uh, in the best transfer, like, we've seen, Kimberly, like, you know... yeah gave the powers to Catherine in a touching moment. That has been the one through line. And honestly, I don't even want to give him credit for it. Cause I'm sure the fact that it lines up is purely by accident. Yes. <laughs> but that yeah. has been the one part of this ridiculous batshit power Rangers lore. That's been consistent is this idea that Rangers choose their successors. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, so I feel like one of the reasons that might be, is because like, that's the most easiest way that like, a kid could accept it is if like Tommy like was like, Oh, I think you were worthy successor rather than like, yeah. Yeah. It's easier replaced. to buy TJ being the new red Ranger. If Tommy says he's ready. Yeah. yeah. Well, if Tommy says he's cool <laughs> again, the, the just per my long ramble at the start of this thing, Real excited to be done talking about Tommy. <laughs> so Tommy, or, or sorry, we see all these rangers like rise from the fucking aggro crag uh, as like, there's flashing yeah. lights and smoke. And yeah, I have to point this out. There Michael are, Malley's like, everybody, here comes TJ. There are spotlight, five spotlights that are the colors that go to land on them. But you can literally see the rigging of the lights like... 
above them. You can straight up see the stage That's lighting. That's true, yeah. Uh, what, the command center can't use basic electrical lights? <laughs> well, okay, I thought you were going to point out that they're unaligned, but then they aren't when Justin shows up. But yeah. <laughs> um, so Tommy picks t- TJ. Um, they all see, do. This, okay, I just want to say one more time. This is my my greatest loss here is that they don't like show them talking to them and telling them like, yes. we want you to be Power Rangers. Because I think that would have been a really cool yeah. scene. Really because interesting. Because you have TJ saying, I-, I always wanted to be a Power Ranger, and we don't get to see him finding out he's going to be a Power Ranger. Which yeah. would yeah. be fun. That sucks. That would that would be fun. Uh, Eric, I, I know I've already put you through the ringer this episode, uh, but please just put in the audio of this little speech here that each of the Rangers like explains their pick. Because it's Honestly, a really nice moment. I wouldn't be standing here today, TJ, if it weren't for your courage and strength. I choose you to lead the team as a new Red Ranger. You've showed compassion and integrity, Ashley. I choose you with pride to be the new Yellow Ranger. Cassie, you came to my defense. I know you to be loyal and trustworthy. You will bring honor as the new Pink Ranger. You'll be the new Green Ranger, Carlos. You've proven yourself to be decisive and intelligent. It, it is nice. It is also like, it's a little bit like the, you have two nice things, you have two nice things. Mm-hmm. They do at least give a little bit more like, like Kat is like, Cassie, you came to save me and you like tried to stay with, stay with me afterwards. I've known Cassie for three hours and if anything happens to her, I'd kill everyone and that myself. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie, I, I remember really liking Cassie, so I'm excited to, to see how that continues. Um, but yeah, they, they it is kind of sweet. I, I really like everybody's little speech that they give. Um, What's weird is I even like Justin's reaction to being like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Don't I get to pick somebody? And they're like, no, dude, you're sticking around. He's like, yeah. oh, okay. Because yeah, you're not I a will... fucking adult, but also you're a child. What the fuck? Here's the thing. I was going to say, I will give it this. If the reason that all the other Rangers have to change is they're too old now, then okay. I guess that makes sense that we're keeping Justin. <laughs> so at least they picked some kind of weird reason that well, makes sense for Justin to stay. I mean, but, but this whatever. will only make sense for like, this season and maybe next because after that there's a bunch of seasons with adults this is just Sordon's weird child soldiers uh, child soldiers like rule this is a preference he wants them to be young listen he really likes fire emblem (laughs) yeah this is actually uh, (laughs) a thing that power rangers kind of slammed headlong into by adapting sentai Mm -hmm. but it is something that you kind of have to accept if you want to watch Toku and Toku adjacent shows is this idea of just like, there are follow up characters that, you know, for the, for the sake of the consistency of the show and the consistency of just the tone of the narrative, like share parallels, but are completely unrelated. You know, this idea that like in say common writer, there just happened to be this endless series of dudes that dress up like super powered grasshoppers. Yeah. And you just have to roll with it. You just have to roll with the fact that like, sure, common writer drive and common writer ghost will team up in a movie and they're both common writers and they both kind of look alike. They have the same general aesthetic, 
sort of, but they're not actually related to each other in any way. Their powers have nothing to do with each other. Their origins have nothing to do with each other, but they're both common writers and you just roll with it. Same deal with Sentai, same deal with Ultramans. It's See, just kind of the but buy-in. The problem is that Power and, Rangers decided, no, but they all get their powers from the same source. They all ta- tap into the morphing grid. Yeah. Yeah. It, that does that does give things a little bit more of a connective tissue, but they do I, I think it's honestly fine that they eventually get to the point where it's like, eh, just each set of powers is unconnected, whatever. There's there's the same general energy in the world, but it's like it's it it, it it it's this it's actually kind of this is where it's to their advantage that they keep the morphing grid vague, right? Because it's like, like oh it's, yeah, they all connect to the morphing grid, but in different ways. Yeah, it's like it's the it's the fucking force. Who cares? In some of the seasons, they don't even know they're connecting to the morphing grid, but canonically they are, or they don't even mention it. Like, I right. mean, even and like again, notably in RPM, Doctor K describes the morphing grid as like the energy the world just generates or something like that. She she describes (laughs) it as she basically describes the morphing grid, but calls it something else because she discovered it like not through. Yeah. She doesn't know it's called the morphing grid. She doesn't know what it's called. Yeah. yeah, She doesn't know what it's called, but she describes it and you can infer that's what she's talking about. But yeah. Right. Yeah. Weirdly, it's kind of, and and I know this is a thing I bring up a lot, but, but, but it's the thing I spend most of my free time doing. Uh, it, there's kind of a similar thing in Final Fantasy fourteen where like every job taps into the ether of the universe in the same way, but they're all tapping into the same basic shit, whether it's by just meditating really hard or getting really pissed off or studying a book, like whatever it is that your class does in that game, you're just kind of tapping yeah. into the life stream or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, that's the episode. I mean, I'm, I, I will say I'm excited that we've got a new team. I liked a lot of the Rangers, but like, I, I do feel like a big change up might help the show get a little more interesting, which I think the ratings definitely went back up after this. So yeah. Yeah. Again, um, like c- kind of tying back to what I was talking about earlier, the most we as a podcast have gotten excited has been after a status quo change. And our excitement with the show tends to tends to spike when they happen and then slowly <laughs> degrade into sort of boredom yeah. as the new status quo becomes the current status quo. I mean, so, we don't have yeah. that much uh, left of this status quo before everything explodes and they end up in space. That's true. Uh, but yeah. So, um, uh, well, I want to mention though that they do, they do see Tommy Oliver, um, Jason David Frank off with a blooper that involves he has oh, yeah. toilet paper stuck to his foot. <laughs> yeah, and that's it plays weird. a toilet flushing <laughs> sound when it shows the blooper, yeah, which I think is kind weird. of funny. <laughs> that's an appropriate way to send the man off. Yeah. <laughs> Just flush Tommy out of here like a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fucking. Fucking karate sad boy. <laughs> Fucking. Just, yeah. Just just go. Just leave. I think we kind of already said our Tommy piece, but I am ready yeah. for Tommy specifically to be gone. For sure. Um, so, yeah. I, I can't wait till we get to the point where it's going to be a new cast every season. I'm really excited for that. Like, we still have, we're going to keep this cast for, like, the rest of the season and another season with an addition. And after that, just pure rebuilding the team and I, i'm really happy i'm really pumped for that 
So let's yeah. uh, do also seasons are going to get shorter from here. Like this mm-hmm. is exciting. Yeah, they've been getting shorter. I'm kind of surprised how far in we are into Turbo already, but yeah. Um, so Mike, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, a couple of things. Uh, first, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. Uh, second, you can hear me on Eidolon Playtest here on Audio Entropy. Uh, it's a fun time. Uh, our uh, buddy Luke and our friend Molly made a homebrew tabletop system to host tabletop games, and, well, they need to playtest it, and we figured, why <laughs> the fuck not record it and put it on up on the network for people to listen to. There is a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Playtest, I believe is the address. I hope I'm getting that right. And, uh, yeah, just you can hear episodes early, you can hear their discussion about uh, game design, all that jazz. Uh, it's it's really good stuff. We're having a good time. Uh, my group, Eidolon Pop, just had everything go completely off the fucking rails after a uh, yeah. first, like, a slow first couple episodes. Great. I don't know what you're talking it's, about. We're yeah. all friends. <laughs> it's completely fucking banana town. And, yeah, Fabby's mm-hmm. on it as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, that's the other thing I'm on. I do want to plug one thing that I'm not on, uh, and that is our buddy Greg over at the Pop Arena. Uh, I, I brought up Double Dare earlier, and that's because I had it on the brain, and that's because uh, his uh, series Knickknacks, uh, ser- show-by-show retrospective on Nickelodeon, finally got to Double Dare. It's a big old hour-and-a-half-long video, and it's very good. Uh, check it out, uh, Knickknacks on Double mm-hmm. Dare. It's, I think it's episode 57 of that series? Question yeah. Mark? Yeah. yeah, it's on the YouTubes. Check it out. This Greg does a very yeah. good job of um, making, like, of, of doing entertaining and informative videos about nostalgia that we all love. Like this, this And it also is a yeah. really important part of television history. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, uh, Paparina does amazing work in making you nostalgic for things you haven't even heard of. Uh, the Mysterious Cities of yeah. Gold video they recently did was really good. Uh, I cannot recommend them enough. If you like well-turned, well, uh, um, like, analyzed uh, uh, video essays, go for it. And I can't wait for the book to come out. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Check that out. Uh, Emily, you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, just, um, you can get me on Twitter at this is emeralds. Um, and again, if you want to support me, um, mon- with monetary, uh, means, uh, I have onlyfans.com slash bimbo mercy. Cool. And, uh, Holly, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, well, as always, you can find me, um, my Twitter is at chum personable. Um, I, am the host of my own podcast called Lupin Lottery, where we are within spitting distance of finishing Red Jacket, which is the big one everyone knows about. We just recorded episode 127, and there's only 155 of those. I say, uh, only, I say. Only, yeah. That's a lot of fun. The one we recorded last night was a bad episode. <laughs> nice. <laughs> An extremely bad episode. Um, But... 
Um, I also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash hollybriley, where I post episodes of that early, um, to the point where I, the one I just put up is ten days early, because I got nothing but time on my hands. <laughs> nice. And also, um, this is not out yet, but the first two episodes are edited, and they're mostly just waiting on us to, like, finish the first book. Um, but me, Mark, and Jess from Lupin Lottery, um, have joined up with Julie, uh, friend, friend of the show. Um, and we are doing a Discworld re, uh, not re-read, but it's only re-read, re-read for two of us. Um, oh, cool. Ju- Julie and I are big fans of Discworld, and Mark and Jess have not really read it at all. Nice. I am, I'm a huge fan of Discworld. I love that. I love that yeah. series. Yeah, we're doing it chronologically, which, like, hey, Color of Magic, a much better book than I remember. Except for the Wormberg chapter. The Wormberg chapter's bullshit. For for a fantasy series that's, like, 50 books long, I, like, I've read a bunch of those because I'm a big nerd. Um, most of the time, that first book, if you ever try to read it again, you're like, how did I even get into this series? Color of Magic's pretty good, though. Yeah, like the the worst part of it is like where he's where Terry Pratchett is satirizing, um, or not broadly parodying fucking Dragon Riders of Pur, and it's like cool. This is sex Aragon. Like this is <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty, pretty much. great. Uh, pretty much, yes. The rest of the book I is used really to love good, the Dragon though. Riders of Pern. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't actually know uh, Julie was part of that. If there if there, I know we have listeners who uh, who miss her and. And, like, totally understandable. She's great. And really, folks, the only reason she hasn't been on in a while is just time zones. Yeah. And yeah, that's why we have to record on Fridays or Saturdays so that we can do it at night and she can yeah. <laughs> come in at, like, noon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if, if if you love Julie as much as we do, definitely check mm-hmm. that out. Yeah. That check should that be out. up, hopefully, next end of this month, definitely. Cool. And right, uh, we'll, we'll be sure to uh, make yeah, another we'll, plug we'll for it plug once it's it up. For sure. And uh, yeah. Fabi, do you have anything Oh, like that'll be plug? called the disc course once it's finally out. Oh, That's good very good. Yeah, there we go. There it is. Uh, Fabi, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, a couple things. Um, as always, my Twitter is Fabi underscore Garza. Um, I am also in Idol and Pop. If you want to see me make lots of mistakes in the name of friendship, uh, playing a bear girl, uh, that's a good place to find that. And also the book, uh, I worked on a book. If, if you play Pathfinder or if you play tabletop games and you're looking for a setting book with some characters, I worked on a book with, uh, Pasio for Pathfinder called Pathfinder Lost Omens Legends. The book is uh, already in pre-order. They just updated the, just by the time of recording, updated the the product page, and it has my name now, and and a bunch of other wonderful, wonderful writers. I only worked on one section, but I, if you're looking for like a book with a bunch of different characters and like. It it's not really a stat book. It's a it's a book of just like lore and characters. You can probably put in any setting you want. Uh, it comes out July thirtieth. So if you cool. want to pre-order that, that should be coming up any any day now. Sweet, that's Check awesome. That out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. All right, and for me, I don't really have anything to plug right now. Um, 
But uh, I'm hoping to have something cool coming shortly. So maybe I'll be able to plug that next time. Mm, um, but for now, uh, I this has been Teenagers with Attitude. And I have been Zach. I've been Mike. I've been Emily. I've been Holly. And I'm Fabby. And may the power protect you always. Thank you.